One of the things I love about life, and also one of the things about life that I find at times intolerably frustrating, is that we never quite know what is going to become or be important. We don't know if this day holds unbelievable importance in the scheme of our whole life or whether it's just one of the days. We don't know if when we meet a particular person, that relationship is going to end up manifesting in a way that changes our life or ends up just falling apart. And the reason I find this so interesting is because it always keeps us on our toes. But the reason that I also find it frustrating is because I find that sometimes I will invest too much importance in things that in the end are not that important. Maybe you can relate to that. Well, earlier this week, I was reading in John 6, which is a chapter, by the way, that you should go back and reread because of the way that it meanders from, as you're about to hear, the feeding the 5,000 to the uh, walking on water to this almost unbelievable argument and, and fight and finally people walking away from Jesus in frustration. It's a fascinating chapter. But in the midst of it, that second part I just named really caught my attention this week because it's singular in the way that it describes Jesus walking on water, that very famous miracle, in the way that it ends. So let's back up for a moment. On a particular day in the life of the disciples, and again, they were humans, just normal people like you and me, who again, just like I just described, didn't know when a day was going to be of utmost or not great importance. So that morning... They'd woken up, we don't know if they were staying with an important person in a town or whether they had slept under the branches of a tree. And they looked over and there was Jesus. Maybe he was sitting in the distance talking to his father, preparing his own heart for that day. And then they began to walk with him. And soon enough, there were hundreds, even thousands of people. And next thing you know, everyone is hungry. And you know that account. They said, Lord, uh, we should send the people away. You know, it's, it's late in the day. People are hungry. And he says, you give them something to eat. And they say, Lord, if we had so much money, <laughs> it wouldn't even give the first bite of a piece of bread to each of these people. And I love in John's account that Andrew then says, well, I mean, uh, you know, there's a boy here with five loaves and two fish, but how far could those go? Well, again, you know the account. And so next thing you know, the, the bread and the fish are being carried out to the people. And the next thing you know, people are starting to have enough to eat and that group and this group and that hundred and this thousand. And next thing you know, thousands of people have eaten to the point of physical satisfaction. They're leaning back on their elbows, letting out belches of great, oh, I had a little too much, in fact. And it's a miracle. And so if you were the disciples, you might start to think, now this is a day of importance. This was something that happened. Wow. I mean, this was a miracle. But then comes the part of the day that I think the disciples might have started to think was less important. In John's accounting for it, this is, I think, in verse, uh, I don't know, 18, 19. It says, in the evening, his disciples went down to the lake embarked on the boat and made their way across the lake to Capernaum. 
So at that point, the disciples might have started to let their guard down as to the importance of this now evening, and they're just sailing away. To them, the important thing already just happened. Maybe they are writing about it in their journals. Oh, you wouldn't believe what Jesus did earlier today. Now they're letting their guard down. It's not important. It's just a normal night where they're sailing probably from the north side of the lake down to the western side to Capernaum. And then darkness has fallen and Jesus is not with them. And suddenly a strong wind springs up and the water grows very rough. And then John's very terse about it. He just says, when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the water, real casual, and coming toward the boat. And they were terrified, but he spoke to them. Don't be afraid. It is I myself. It's almost hilariously without description. And you know me, I hate non-description. So I would have jumped in there and given you all sorts of excitements about the wind and the waves and the, and the water coming over the edge. And I would have described it far too much, probably. Verse 21. So they gladly took him aboard. And at once the boat reached the shore they were making for. I love the poetry of the Phillips there. At once the boat reached the shore they were making for. Who knows? Maybe when Jesus was not in the boat before the storm came, they were thinking that where they were going to Capernaum mattered a lot. Maybe they were thinking the great importance of that night of their life was simply to get where they were going because they had some errand they had to run or a relationship they had to renew or whatever. But again, Jesus was not with them. He was not in the boat. And so they're in the middle of the lake trying to get to this place that maybe has some importance or not. When suddenly the storm springs up, Jesus is there on the water. He gets in the boat. And again, this is the singularity of John's accounting of this moment. The minute Jesus gets in the boat, they arrive at the shore they were making for. So why am I talking about this? (laughs) Well, earlier this week, as I sat and I read that, and I thought of maybe the way they had created relative importance in their own hearts about the feeding of the 5,000, but maybe it became unimportant when they got in the boat because Jesus wasn't there. And now they're just sailing and doing their thing. And they're rowing three to four miles. And they're trying to get to this town that perhaps has importance to them or does not. Friends, it's just like today in our lives. You and I have absolutely no idea what we're doing. And you might think you do, but that's just the degree to which you are living in foolishness. You don't know what you're doing. The the story of your life has been told by its circumstances far more than by your efforts. And right now, you're trying to maybe aim at something, some job promotion, some ministry development, some idea of what your retirement might look like, and you don't know what you're doing. And you also don't know the degree to which today matters in that story. And you don't know whether today some monumental thing is going to happen that's going to shift all the narratives of your life in a direction that you don't understand. But what I can promise you, as someone who truly is trying, just like you are, to understand and to follow this Jesus, I can promise you, That the degree to which you are taking Jesus aboard the experience of your day today is the degree to which you've already arrived at the shore you're making for. 
20 years from now, you'll never remember today. Today will not matter at all in its particularities. But again, the degree to which you abide in Jesus today, uh, take him aboard the ship of your life, is the degree to which you have already arrived at the shore you are making for. There is nothing better for you to be doing today in the midst of all the little ins and outs of your day, a a day that may or may not be important in the scheme of eternity in its details. There is nothing higher for you to do than to abide in Jesus, take him aboard the ship of your day, and see where he takes it. Because arriving at him, we arrive at life. We arrive at the place to which this whole thing is aimed. So friends, I give you absolutely knowingly a lot of ambiguous thinking in this thought, but it comforts my heart to know that that part of today that's given over to him is the part of today that matters in the eternal. And that's what I want for you and for me every day that we would arrive at him as he arrives to us. Let's go walk out the important thing today. And that important thing is Jesus himself. Thanks for listening.